Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, the queen of pain herself, Maureen Wood. Hey, how are you doing? I am most excellent, yes. So it's just like old times, right? Kind of. <laughs> We're virtually wow. on the same. Wow. Well, no, no, not meaning it in a negative way. But when wow. you remember, we used to do the the shows. We used to sit in the same room, so it's just a little different. Yeah. That could give you that, you know, the look that said, "Run, knock it off." I remember when we used to sit in the same car when we did the shows, the original shows. I, exactly. I remember we doing a- um, Bloody Mary, and you had me spinning around and. You know, my the, the second floor of my house, and you know, yes, trying to, to right do here. the Bloody Mary thing. So yeah, right. But the, the original Ghost Chronicle was recorded. Uh, a lot of the episodes were recorded with a little crappy digital recorder, and we oh, God, we yeah. went on a little adventures and recorded stuff, and it was, it was a blast. And it people was fun. Loved it, it was fun. Everybody hated the audio. They said it was terrible, the worst thing they ever heard, and blah, 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 blah. But they kept listening, the, didn't they? Yes, it was the number one ghost show on iTunes. For right, so it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that bad, anyway. No, so it it's, it's, yeah. So it's, uh, what happened is the end is away somewhere. So I, Marion and I have, uh, been busy working with each other lately, and, uh, a lot lately. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And uh, so I, I asked you, and I, and I even dug up the old uh, the old uh, logo for the show and, and stuck it up on Facebook. So you did? Was, yeah, I dug that up, yeah. the old logo with the uh, old-time radio with the ghost coming on it. Oh, so actually, okay. it's the one that the one that, Joe's, uh, the one that uh, Jeff Belanger designed for us when we, when we did the... Uh, the podcast on uh, Ghost uh, Village. Well, so. that was, shoot, that was a while ago. Oh, yeah. A long time ago, my dear. So, it's, it's been a blast, and uh, for those who don't know, we're, we're busy working away on uh, Ghost Chronicles 2, and hopefully uh, we can nail this down and uh, start uh, getting it out, uh, hopefully by next year or so. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes, so stay tuned on that. I'm excited about it, that's for sure. But it's so funny because we've done so many adventures together, and uh, and you know, so a, a little while ago now, when you think about it, and so so we go in the right right this stuff. It, it's like we have to go back and listen to all the tapes and the video and everything else because you know you get away from a a, a subject for a long time, and and your mind uh, sees it different ways sometimes. So it's 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 kind of fun. It's kind of like reliving the adventures at times. Well, it is kind of cool. It's a little painful at times. Um, Not for me. 
<laughs> for me it is because sitting there and you're too funny, it's like, watch it. And I don't like watching it to begin with. And then you see it and it's there and you're like, I can't quite hear that. Back it up. Play it again. Back it up. Play it again. So I don't know. It's it's fun. It's it's very cool. It's like doing a due diligence to make sure that the information is as accurate as possible. Like you said, your memories don't always serve you. Um, right. So, yeah, I think it's a great way to do it. It's just not always comfortable, if I should put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, and, and what's Maureen's talking about? Of course, she's a trans channeler, and, and uh, unless you've ever seen her in action, and you probably have, by the way. She's been on TV so many times and in lectures and in books and everything else, and, and nobody knows it's even us. <laughs> That's the funny part about it. Uh, I know. Well, you know, I have to tell you, it's kind of something funny is, and I try not to judge, right, with certain things. Mm -hmm. I try, but we're all human, you might say. So I'm mm -hmm. looking at something um, that's online on Facebook the other night, and it happened to be a relative of my husband's, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this person doing? Why would they post that? That is insane. And Because uh, I'm, I'm with a lurker, right, on Facebook. I'm not the big poster. And so he looks at me, and this first thing says, oh, please, look at all the things Ron has posted with you in it with, like, your head spinning around. I was like, no, that's not totally true. That's <laughs> totally true. Like, and besides, it wasn't me posting. It was Ron. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm blaming you. So just so you know. Yeah, it's so funny because uh, you know I was I, it, it comes up all the time, which is uh, pretty amazing. Every time I look somewhere, it, it shows up. And what I'm talking about is, of course, uh, when you, we went to Freetown State Forest and oh. uh, we ran into yeah. little pug budgie things. And so, anyways, uh, I, I just happened to take a, a tape from the library, and it, and it was on haunted New England. And I said, "Oh, this uh. looks cool. I like to, to see it." And so, this guy's talking about haunted locations he's a historian uh he's a teacher a historian and he talks about the history and then he talks about the ghost stories and then so he's talking about some of the most haunted places and one of them was freetown state first and he says oh yes and this is woman if you could go online you could actually see her get possessed by a puck are like, you kidding me no, no. Does it ever end? <laughs> it never ends, ever. And of course, it's been on Destination America, um, Monsters in America. It's been on, uh, you know, in the movie, uh, The Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, it's like everywhere. You, you know, and, and no, you the funny you part can't about, hide it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You never, ever get credit for it, though. So that, that kind of ticks me oh, off no. in, in reality. Oh, no, I do. I will tell you, oh, you, you told don't. me, don't worry, Maureen, they don't use your name, right? So I thought, oh, good. So one night I actually had people come into my house doing, I was doing readings for them. And my husband uh -huh. was watching television in the living room. And I hear the TV and he's like, oh, oh, Maureen, look, you guys are on this one. And I'm like, oh, I could feel it like my, the hair on the back of my neck went up. And I'm like, oh, no, please, no. Right. And I hear Bridgewater State trying. I'm like, oh, no, no. And then I'm thinking, reminding myself what Ron said. Oh, don't worry, Marvin. They don't use your name. So I thought, well, psh, there's something. So I come into the living room. The people laughed, and he's looking at me, and he's like, no, you're going to be on in a minute. I'm like, no, 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 no. And sure enough, they show it, but what do they say? And here is Maureen Wood. And they go through the whole piece of me channeling that Pakwaji. And I'm oh, that's so different. I've never, I've never seen that one. Most of the oh, ones I see don't, don't mention you at all. 
Yeah, well, they must have made edits. So, and he looked at me and goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, everybody's going to see this now. <laughs> I was like, well, you know what, let's just hope people aren't tuned in and whatever. It is what it is. I can't, you know, it, it's who I, I am. It. And it, it scares him. It scares people that are close to me when they see that. It scares me. So mm-hmm. I, can, I can see that it's a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so it's fun. It's funny. I I I I don't mind. I think it's funny. It's just I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you would. You're not the one flailing around on the ground looking like. Excuse like, me. Oh, okay, well that was. Uh, all right. uh, 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 uh. You were, but in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> At least you were. Yeah, never mind. Can we change the subject? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the investigation. Oh, all right, in a different way. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's probably one of the most notorious uh, pieces mm-hmm. of film uh, on on the thing. But I mean, we we've been we've done uh, you know uh, we had a German uh, television crew that uh, came over here from Cable One, Kabul One, I guess it was, Cabal and one or uh, something. did yeah. a piece on us. Remember that up at uh, uh, Tortilla Flats? Flat. Was, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And then uh, just uh, two years ago, we had a Japanese uh, film uh, company come over and do the same thing. And, uh, of course, we scared the shit out of them. Uh, so. Surprise, but yes. Um, yeah, the poor guys. You know, for anybody who knows Japanese lore or their, um, you know, what they think of ghosts, think about it. If you want to have some spirits that have been around for quite a long time, um, you know, go over to, you know, England japan all these locations right so what happened is these poor guys they have this fear based about ghosts which i so when ron said oh you know they're they're coming here to film us i thought well that's odd because their belief system is typically makes them very nervous right so what's comical is as we're there and you see these poor guys faces like their jaws were dropping and we're investigating and we're talking to the spirits and getting all this info and then one of the guys pulled me over, and he said, we've got to get out of here. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, no, 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 we've got to get out. It's, it's too much. And he mm-hmm. lifts up his shirt, and he had this big pouch of protection stuff underneath his shirt, but he didn't want to show it to anybody, but he had it, like, <laughs> stuck there. So I thought, well, yeah, that makes sense, you know. He figured he was very well protected, so he'd come, but I think it got a little bit uh, under his skin, you might say. Yeah, what's amazing is I just spoke to uh, Steve Parsons, uh, my co-host from the International Show, and he's a, and uh, he was telling me that there is a rise in the number of paranormal groups in Japan, which was surprising. Really? There are, yeah, there are starting to be groups over there now. So amazing! There you well, go. maybe it's from watching those television shows with uh, the New England Ghost Project on it. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh, the other thing I found interesting too. The other night I was. Uh, uh, flipping through the TV, and I came onto the Spanish channel, and there was a thing called Extra Normal, and it was a Spanish ghost hunting team, and I, I got a big kick out of that one. That was that was really? kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I guess it's getting very extremely popular now. Yep, in so. in Indian ghost hunting teams, which you would never think of. Uh, I first ran across them when I was interviewing. Oh, who was that from uh, Haunted Australia? It was a uh, Oh, he used to be on um, Most Haunted, ah, whatever who it was, and I watched a couple episodes, and uh, he had this uh, Indian uh, 
ghost hunter on it, which was oddly enough, he died in real life. But really? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's enough. bad. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, that was the first time I've ever heard. Investigating of. just from the other side. Uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, it, the the ghost hunting uh, phenomenon is predominantly a uh, you know a. Uh, uh, what am I going to say? It's a uh, predominantly an English-speaking uh, phenomena, but it has really taken on in other parts of the world, in Greece and Italy, and uh, you know, I said uh, the uh, Spanish one I came across, and, and so forth. And you know, you know who would know about this is Karina, because uh, she's down in uh, uh, Texas, which is very close. To, and there's a lot of Spanish people, people there. I bet you she knows some Spanish ghost hunting. Uh, groups. I'll have to ask it out sometime. Karina from uh, Tojina, she, she produced some of the shows for us. But anyway, uh, I don't know why I said that. It just entered my mind. Uh, <laughs> That's but, all right. Well, you, you know, what's funny is you brought something up about um, there's investigative teams in Greece. Yeah. And it just it made me think of, you know, the, the second book, The Ghost of Day, that we wrote. And the story that remember one of the stories that went bit way back in time in Greece, and it was. Yeah. Um, could you remember the whole details of that? Oh yeah, it's one of the famous cases. Uh, it was uh, it, the case comes from uh, a letter that uh, Pinius the Younger wrote to his wife, and it talks about Athemus, uh, the ghost hunter who buys a uh, haunted house in. in uh, Greece uh, for cheap money, and then uh, he actually rents it first, and then he. Uh, because no one wants to go in there because they see a ghost in chains all the time. And he goes, uh, sets up and starts doing some writing. He hears the chains come, he sees the ghost, follows the ghost out into the courtyard, and then the ghost disappears. So he marks where the, the spot in the ground where the ghost disappears, and then he goes back to the landlord and says, gets permission to dig it up, and, it, and they find uh, a skeleton in, uh, in chains. In and chains, then they, yep. Yep, they give it a proper burial, and the, the ghost went away. Yep, so see, and then that's way back, and, you know, um, I'm trying to think of, I don't remember what year that was, <clears throat> but that's, I mean, you know, so there's ghost stories that have been around for eons, and a lot of them have, you know, been recorded, imagine the ones that haven't been recorded. Right. I mean, there are cases that go all the way back to uh, Egypt, and uh, uh, even if there's cave drawings uh, as well. Now that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, it's, I, I give a talk on the history of ghost hunting, and uh, I, it's a bunch of slides that I, uh, I uh, put in and, and talk about some of the early cases that are, uh, are marked, marked and so forth. Um, I, I guess uh, Roy's going to, uh, Ben's going to ask uh, Karina if she's there, if she wants to comment on this, uh, if she is, before we get too far away from the subject. But okay, uh, that sounds good. Yeah, so it'd be great. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, there are there are a lot of cultures across the world that that uh, have picked up the uh, paranormal investigator uh, banner and started doing their own work. Well, oh, speaking she's, of which, she's she's busy, so we have to um, so we we won't have her on. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of which, we'll be giving a class Thursday night. Right, mm -hmm. is the first in a three series of teaching some individuals, if they're interested, on how to do a paranormal investigation. Right, yeah. Right? A, and it's NEIHS, so that's, you know, an uh, online class. So if you're mm -hmm. interested, you know, I'm sure you can always check yeah, out NEIHS 
website. Do you have it on your website? Yeah, it's on the website. It's, it's in the, the newsletter that went out. Uh, yeah, it was. It's on my Facebook page. Uh, you can see it a lot of different places. But yeah, check it out. It's a webinar where you you do it all by uh, computer. Yeah, I think I think it's great, and one of the reasons why is because there's so many people that have been asking for more information for classes and so forth. And you know, for you, Ron, you're always giving classes, and you're always you know at brick and mortars, right? Or you were before, and so it's great, but then it's limiting, right? Because you can't always help everyone, and if there's someone that lives too far away, they can't really have the benefit of the class. So I think it's great to have a virtual one. Mm-hmm. Uh, John asked a question about the Japanese, and I think we answered it, though. He asked uh, where they scanned uh, when they were investigated and how did it go. It, it went pretty well, and uh, yes, they were they scared. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought it was funny when uh, you know we made them do the pen limit and stuff. I think they were like, uh-oh. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? they didn't want to touch it. But, and actually, we were getting, um, you had the cameras set up, so you had the cameras set up in the different rooms, and they were beside themselves because it, for whatever reason the spirits you know you were seeing all these different anomalies that were showing up now whether they were remember the lights that were showing up in the different rooms and and it wasn't like they were staying standing still oh, the cameras were, actually cut out the cameras cut out yeah room to room to room it was interesting the way it, it happened yeah they cut out and then the one room that was very active we just kept seeing all these different like and it's not just orbs it was just very strange images and lights and almost to the point where it was um, it was too much and then the I think the camera even like shifted a little bit in one room right and nobody Actually. was up there mm-hmm. yeah that's some interesting cases and and I remember the uh, when we had the uh, the interesting thing was when the Germans came over and uh, you know they they have a different outlook again and, and we talked to them about how we blessed our equipment and uh, mm-hmm. They came over and said, can you bless ours, too, because uh, our batteries, because, uh, you know, one of the common things that happen when you do ghost hunting is you have your battery strain. And, and so, we, we, you know, we can't charge these. They're, 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 we don't have to charge it for them or something. I forget what it was. And so they said, can right. you bless yeah. ours for us? Yeah, it was funny. Oh, but, it was uh, funny. And uh, that, that night was actually very interesting. I think we got a lot of different um you know, photo evidence, but you also had some, I think some, for me anyway, some events that took place. I think you got a little bit anxious or upset at me because at the time I was sitting there again waiting, right? We're waiting for it to to begin. And as I'm sitting there, the spirit starts come in. They don't know enough to say, hey, you're not investigating yet, Mm. or the the camera crew's not set up yet. So as I was, um, I remember communicating and there was a female spirit there and she comes in and then the male one spirit came in and literally like pushed her aside and honestly I wasn't really ready or ready to have that communication and it just brought me to my knees um, that energy and you're like what is going on they're not even set up yet so it's that's always to me was kind of uh, not so much challenging but trying to keep that the spirits kind of at bay until we're ready to have you know do a walkthrough or we're ready to be able to communicate yeah and, and i remember one of the uh the first times we went into certia feds we went actually a few times there uh we did a lot of the uh, uh if you read a lot of stories on tortilla flats most of that evidence was uh discovered by us on, on our investigations and but 
do you remember how the, the, the restaurant was actually made of two uh, houses? Absolutely. In fact, I think it was the bar area that was one house. And then the restaurant, the main part of the restaurant was a different part that went to the basement, right? And we picked up energy in one side of the house, or one house rather, and then the house that was part of the bar, we really didn't get anything. Right. In fact, when you, you went to, you know, uh, get a break from it, you actually left that premise and it seemed as though the spirit couldn't leave that side. Right, which is interesting. I mean, it, and it actually, to me, it's, it validates, right? It, to me, it validates the whole, you know, sometimes you have a spirit in a certain location that they don't even know that that house was joined together. They only see what it was that was there when they had existed in that plane. Oh, that's that a good time. point, yeah. So it makes sense. Now, it, to me, now, if it was a spirit that was associated with the property, then mm-hmm. it might have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Because the, if it's the property and not the house, that it really doesn't matter which house you're in, right? Uh, yep. And we so, actually have a question yeah. from the Parax chat room for you. And okay. uh, it's from Carter, or Cater. Uh, I always screw names up, so excuse me, whoever you are. Uh, how does a psychic... Uh, how does a psychic prepare to be ready when going on an investigate a, a ghost investigation? That's a good question, actually. That it is a very good question. Um, I will say you have to. For me, and, it was all. And that varies from from psychic to psychic, right? It absolutely does. You know, it varies. Everybody has their own type of either way to get um, focused or open up their, you know, their energy or meditating, and everybody's a little different. For me, it would be kind of mentally preparing myself, and depending how I physically felt, I mean, if we were going out, we're planning it a week ahead of time, and then say we're going Friday night, Thursday or Friday, I started with a cold, I might choose to bring more type of, you know, protection, let's say, whether they were other pieces of, you know, um, metal or crystals or you know, rosaries, whatever I chose to bring, I'd bring that with me that night because I physically didn't feel my best. So I knew that I would be a little bit weaker when we went out to mm-hmm. investigate, meaning my, my ability to kind of keep myself from getting um, drained. Yeah, to protect myself from feeling too drained. But, I mean, it was tough because a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, you knew you, where you were going. And... Honestly, I'd say 98% of the time, I had no clue. You know, Ron might say, we're going up to New Hampshire, or we're going to Maine, or get prepared, we're going to Rhode Island, or we got to spend a few hours here or there. Um, very rarely did you tell me which location. And if it was someone's house, it was like, hey, we're going to a house in New Hampshire. Not right. a big deal. And, and the thing was, even if you knew the location, it's like we never did research prior to investigation. That's right. one of my things. I always believe in, in doing your research after you go, uh, because a lot of times if you do that, you, you get a, uh, you know, a pre kind of like looking for particular things versus uh, just going in with an open slate. So we try right. not to do research uh, prior at and all. so, you know, you not telling me uh, is perfectly fine, but on the other hand, we had some weird stuff go on. Um, not to just expand, but it makes me think about it, is that, for instance, I would have um, my tools, let's say, that I would take with me, and I'd have my, my bag of, you know, whether it was crystals, whether it was a pendulum, whether it was my holy water when or... When you remember to bring it, that is... Well, no, but see, those are things. I would go to get them, and I would keep them in a certain spot, and it was bizarre occasion. It didn't happen all the time, but I'd say 
maybe two or three times out of the many like 10 years that or 15 years of going, I basically, I would have it where it would be just be missing. Like I would mm-hmm. go to pick it up in a certain spot and it was gone. And I'm like, well, that's lovely. In fact, that the night I didn't bring it was the night it just referring to um, in Rick's Cafe. But I did that because you told me we were getting interviewed. You didn't tell me we were investigating. So to be clear. Um, yeah, whatever. But that's just my own thing. Plus, you know, you got a million things going on. But usually I would get it. And if and what's weird is I would, you know, say we'd go out and investigate and I couldn't find my stuff. Ron would be nice enough to lend me his pendulum or, you know, whatever. And then I'd come back and the next day or something I'd go into that spot and it would be sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, you know, it was like playing trips. I know it was just myself and my husband many times that lived here in my house. And my husband is, anybody knows my husband is not involved at all in, my, in the paranormal. So he would not be caring about grabbing my, you know, the, the pendulum or taking any of the crystals and so forth. Yeah. There are many times I felt like I was your purse. So, uh, like, I know. Oh, Ron, you got, <laughs> you got this, you got that. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I know. Well, hey, to be fair, Ron, you, you know, I was also what you always referred to me, what? A tool in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, you so referred to me as a tool. So, what's the point there? Well, the my point, point is, what did you do to me when, all right, guys, this is all the dirt's coming out now. So, you're making me think about it. That night at Rick's Cafe, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it that night that you brought that um, that electronic blood pressure cuff? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> time I almost killed you with it. No kidding. So here we are. You know, think about this now. I'm over there for for the longest time saying, Ron, I get this sharp pain. Like when I when we're coming across like an energy or an entity that's really really intense. It's to me. It's it's a spirit that's not adhering to like comic law right they're they're taking advantage of they're trying to steal your energy to manifest where i don't believe that's kind of like the the norm so anyway i would be getting this pain in the my around my heart in the center of my chest and i think that was going on for a period of time that it was happening and i said you know it would be nice to know if i'm actually physically going to drop dead from this so we'll find out what i did because we have to take a break right now Ah, so hold on to that and we'll we'll hear what I did to okay. uh, to remedy the situation. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, uh, Astronet, uh, wherever the hell else we are. Good. And with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Bringing us back with the theme from Van Helsink. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles uh, with Marvie Wood and Ron Kolak right here on Tojanet, Pararex, and so forth, and etc. So just before the break, we were talking, uh, Marvie was talking about uh, how she gets pains in her chest or something. She said it would be nice if we could, what, measure it? Is that what it was? Yeah, well, you know, hey, wouldn't it be nice to know if this is really going to kill me? Um, end my life? Is it a physical or is it energy that I was feeling? So we show up at Rick's Cafe and Ron mm-hmm. had a plan, right? I always have a plan. Yeah, so he started going too down bad. to the basement. He goes, I got something. We're going to try it. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to take your blood pressure. Well, FYI, what's he bring? Does he bring a manual one? No. He brings an electronic one. And what do spirits do? They mess with electronics, right? So we're down in the basement. We're communicating. He puts that blood pressure cuff around my arm, and all of a sudden the numbers are going haywire. They're spinning around. The thing's going like I thought my arm was going to break off. Um, it was the pressure was so intense, and you know he's like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." I was like, "No, get this thing off," and it it was. The, if you recall, the digital readout was. It yeah, I just up. I thought it was going to blow up to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're like, I was like, thank God you didn't put something on my heart because electronic, because, you know, what do you do? You're taking um, a device that has electrodes or electronics and you actually allow that energy to go through it. That, you know, it'd be like putting on some kind of, uh, you know, what do you do? Restart the heart? I said, yeah, I don't think so, Ron. Get this thing off me. So he's like, oh, I didn't even think about it being electronic or digital. And, you know what's really funny too is is that uh, Stacy uh, McGovern, uh, who, who I'm doing the uh, the uh, paranormal and spiritual retreat uh, coming in April, uh, which is going to be a blast. But uh, she used to go to the events, and, and Stacy uh, is is hotter than hearing, and uh, even though she's a young lady, uh, so she has a hearing aid, and uh, every time she would go with us. The damn batteries would in her hearing aid would drain, so it got to the <laughs> point that when she she would do events, she would just leave the damn thing at home because it it was just you know costing her too much money you have to replace the, the batteries yeah, all the time. Draining her batteries, yeah. I don't know why yeah. she didn't just bless them. 
I have no idea. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was some fun time. Now, um, for those who don't know, we, we were people asked about you, what you do for protection, uh, how you get yourself prepared when you when you go, and there are a lot of methods. And and uh, one of the things is, though, I think, and most psychics will tell you that if uh, you're not feeling well, then it's it's not really a, a good. Uh, a good thing to do because uh, you're vulnerable. Uh, basically, I remember talking to Laurie Bruno, uh, uh, and she she's get involved in exorcisms, Sicily, and everything else. And and she would say that when you are you're sick, uh, you are not feeling well. You you know you just didn't have your strength to to fight some of this stuff. So, uh, did you have that same problems? Uh, is that when you did this stuff? Absolutely. Um... I actually, you know, there was many times that if I wasn't feeling well, um, like I said, I would bring, you know, I didn't want to let the group down because at the time, you, you know, I was really the one, you know, we didn't have Leslie and didn't have any other individuals to count on. So if you had planned a night. Oh, like we couldn't time, investigate without a psyche? Is that what you're asking? No, you could, but when it was planned that both of us I went. Know. You know, because there were times you'd say, hey, you know, I think we need to have you or come out. Because I couldn't, nobody can make everything, right? So there was times right. I couldn't yeah. go. Um, but the times I, that you had it planned and you had either at interviews or people coming and, you know, you were dependent on everybody being there, I didn't want to let you down. So I'd have a cold or a flu or something, not necessarily the flu. But if I had a, just a cold, I'd say, That's oh, I just have to do more protection. So I would bring those holy waters. I'd bring, you know, crystals and and. The way I looked at it as, yeah, I don't have enough energy, but I was thinking of myself as, like, I used to say, remember, like an onion. So mm -hmm. if they, um, sometimes you bring so much protection that if they're going to come try to, to get your energy or get you, then it's going to have to peel away every layer of that onion. And I actually recall one night you getting all upset because... You're like, oh, my God, there's nothing. Like, you had the EMF meet. I'm like, I can feel them. I don't care. There's nothing. And then you're like, wait a minute. How much did you bring for protection? I'm like, well. And we're standing there, and there's like a shelf of a bunch of bookshelf next to us. And you're like, all right, just unload it. Right? <laughs> so I think by the time I was done, I had this little mound of, um, like, everything you could think of sitting there. And then, sure enough, the EMF meter started going off. Um, so you can't say that, you know, some of the protection doesn't work. Now, you will have some psychics and some mediums, and they're like, oh, you know, a shaman, you don't need protection. Whatever. Well, you don't need anything. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. doesn't mean you don't want it, right? It works for you. That's all that matters. That's right. And it's intention, too. And I know that with intention, you have an intention of I'm going to be protected, I'm going to be strong, I have my faith, and well, that's wonderful and all well and good, and I would have that, but then again, those are the nights when I felt really vulnerable, you might say, or didn't feel my best, I made sure that I brought something with me. I, I remember one time uh, we were at the Houghton Mansion and we were investigating, and the spirit was wicked strong that night, and of course, they, they didn't particularly like you there, come to think of it. Why yeah, me? no, big surprise. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So, anyways, uh, you were channeling, and then we, we, you said, "I got to take a break." And so we, we went outside, and then I, of course, I took out the the Van Helsing special blend, and I I said, "I'll know it. I'll keep it a little bit." And I, I sprayed you all up, right? And then uh, we went back in, and uh, you started uh, communicating again. You were feeling great, <laughs> and then I had my EMF meeting, and I'm trying to like 
because usually when you trans-channel, uh, the EMF meter goes off. Uh, and it was like dead, no, no pun intended. And <laughs> it was it was so bizarre. And and uh, you know if I it was if I was far away from you, it, it would go off. But if every time I got close to you anywhere, it it wouldn't go off. So I got the meter. I'm going all around you. I said, "Geez, that stuff works pretty good." And I got around to your ass, and it went <laughs> off. I said, "Whoops, missed the spot." <laughs> and it's true. Um, it was weird. It was like there was a section that you, you know that wasn't sprayed. That they were like, "Well, we'll get you right here." Um, but you know, and we, you know, people will say, "Oh, you know," many people say, "Oh, well, you know, like you say, protection don't work, sprays don't work, blah blah blah." Well, there is, you know, we have done so many different investigations, and it's it's you try certain things, and you get experimental data, and you try it and research, and you know what works and what doesn't, right? But so, it works for you. Right. Well, do you remember the time we were at, I want to say we were in Chester, New Hampshire, and okay. that the energy was really intense. It was really strong at this house. And we were standing in the front, and you you literally, you know what, you were, took the spray, and you're like, because I felt like something was crushing my chest. I could feel like I was having a hard time to breathe because it was so close to me, and it was invading my space, right? So... You took all your, you know, your spray, and you sprayed me, and it felt better. And you're like, oh, great, it's gone now. You know, it's, it's not, and I'm like, no. And, that, and it happened at a different place, too, but you were like, no, it's, it's, it's nothing on the EMF meter. And I could feel like it was a few feet away from me, like I had breathing room. So I remember saying, yeah. hey, Ron, you know what, try two feet away from me. And sure enough, if you put the meter around two feet, like a semicircle or a circle around me, you'd get the EMF meter would go off, but it wasn't right on top of me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I oh, always thought funny, that that was interesting. One of the funniest ones I always thought was when we were uh, was at the basement of the 1859 club, oh. and we had a bunch of people with us at that time. And 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 you were saying, oh, there's something here. It's really not nice. It's kind of nasty. Da, da, da. And I'm, I got my meter, and I'm, I'm waving it around like an idiot. And I'm like, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting. She's no. It's here. you told me it's no. It's here. It's here. It's it's up high. It's there. It's above us. So I, I raised the, my hand over my head, and of course the meter went off. So what did I say? Real men. <laughs> Next oh, thing you know, yeah. Bang, you got nailed. Right, because you said reel them in, and honestly, like the split second you said that, it was like a dot. It, you know, the energy just came right in. And I think part of that is when I hear what you say and I hear reel them in, in my mind, it's almost like I'm repeating or listening to what you say, so I'm giving permission. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I went down like a ton of bricks because um, yeah. the energy that, was so intense. So that, that was a real nasty one, actually. That was nasty, and we scared a couple people. Do you remember some people from the spiritual church that wouldn't come back again? Uh, uh, yeah, they, I actually seen them a couple of times, and they stayed firm with them. Unfortunately, I, I just got an email last year that uh, one of them had died and passed away yeah. to cancer, and, and another one uh, was not doing that well either. So no, I know. Kind of but sad, no, not sad. the women. The women were very sweet. They helped, yeah, but so it was a- the guy that was with them. Oh, Tony, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that was with them, that yeah. poor guy, you know, because... The guy with when, the uh, spinning pendulum. Yeah, the spinning yeah. pendulum. But the thing is, is when, I think, when you're doing readings for people and you're in a spiritual church, right, it's a totally different experience, a different environment. Just like when I'm at home and I'm reading for people, more, you know, more often than not, it's just the loved ones that are showing up. It's sweet, you know, mostly the energetic stuff that they're trying to communicate and love and all this stuff. So 
when you get thrown and you think, hey, I'm going to go out to a paranormal investigation and I'm going to go, this will be fun, not necessarily, because it's very outside, some, it could be outside someone's comfort zone. Oh, that for sure. Has only experienced the sweet stuff. They don't realize that there's something darker out there, and right. um, they have a hard time with that. So, right. I mean, we're not trying to say that everything we run into is no. evil or dark or, or nasty. No, it just uh, happened that night. All, yeah, <laughs> but we, we do run into them occasionally, and and yeah, uh, yeah we, we sometimes we run into the same one. Uh, it's happened a couple of times, and um, but. You know that's part of what we do. So it, right. you know, it's, you just you just deal with it. And but, not, only, uh, not just someone's evil and dark, Ron. It's just when some, as you know, when someone passes away, right? They can be a complete jerk when they were alive. They don't. They're not growing wings as soon as they die, right? Yeah. Um, so you're not necessarily getting something demonic out there. You could be getting I'd say a demonic. Who's I said, a piece of crap. Uh, nasty or evil. <laughs> yeah, and, and evil and, and there's evil people. So it's not, that's what I'm referring to, basically. Yeah. They're, they're who they are and everything else. So they certainly, you know, like I said, we run into a share of them. And so, uh, you know, but uh, one, of, one of the most, uh, the funniest ones that, that still cracks me up this day is we were up in... Uh, the lobster pool up in Bitterford, Bitterford oh uh, pool, and uh, we were in the in the basement where they had all the tanks and stuff. And there was the, the woman that owned it uh, thought the place was haunted, and and uh, you determined that it was a little old lady that uh, actually liked her, and she just liked to watch her and do stuff. But uh, you you started talking with her, not trans channeling, but speaking with her uh, through mental mediumship, and. Uh, all of a sudden, you started laughing. And I, I was saying, I'm doing, saying my usual stuff and whatever. And you started laughing. And I said, what are you laughing about? She says, I can see him, the little old lady shaking a finger at you and saying, I've heard of you before. Yeah. <laughs> that always cracked me up. Because when I started this, I always said that if there's a post office in, in the afterlife, my picture is hanging in it. So, well, I think uh, you made that comment, actually. I think that, oh, is that what after it was? I said that. Mm. Yep, I think you made that comment, and that was that's even made it even funnier because that she even got more kick out of that. So yeah, that was funny. It was we've had like I said, we've had some great adventures. We we've had so many things that we couldn't explain, and uh, you know, one of the most dramatic things I think was you lost airing from Bitterford Pool. Oh uh, my God! Yeah, did, yeah. I, I no. definitely remember that. I mean, and it's obviously it's in our first book, right? Ghost Chronicles, um, but. That was amazing because we went and stayed overnight right at the island, and it was the last uh, trip of the season. And, you know, we were rushing getting there from work. We were going, you know, running over. And I had, you know, at work, I'd put my, these earrings on, these filigree earrings that my husband gave me for my anniversary. They're not cheap either, right? Well, they weren't. And I, we were, you know, going over in the boat, and someone said to me, Oh, Maureen, I love your earrings. So I put my hand up and went, Oh, no. Like, I'm sitting here with these earrings, and I just is not. This is not the place to be wearing them. And I thought, well, should I take them off and put them in my pocket? And I thought, no. If I do that, I'll probably break them because they're so delicate. So I said, well, I'll take my chances and I'll wear it. So we're investigating the whole night. Uh, all the stuff's going on. We're outside. We're investigating inside. We were communicating with this woman and. And went up in the attic, and we had, like, a communication session up there. And it was just a very active night. So when I get downstairs, I remember from the attic, one of the ladies said, Oh, no, Maureen, your earring is missing. I thought, Oh, you're kidding me, right? So I checked. Sure enough, it was gone. 
Um, and I was a little disappoint- disappointed, but the next morning, everybody was pitching in. We're all looking for the earring. Well, we couldn't find it. Um, and what we did is we turned, you know, we asked them, we said, look, we know it's, you're not coming out here till the spring, but if you happen to find it, could you put it in an envelope, save it for me, and, or mail it to me? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. So this is now maybe a week or two later. I go home, tell my husband the news. He's not too happy with me. Um, but all I kept thinking, and it's weird because I kept thinking to myself, man, I just really would love that earring back. I would really want that earring. Oh, please, I want this earring back. And, and it wasn't like I was saying it to anybody in particular. I don't even know why I was saying it. I kept just kicking myself wearing them. And I said, well, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm going to hang on to it because they might find it. So for me, I have, like, my jewelry box on top of my bureau, and I, you know, I said I'm going to put it in a box, in the jewelry box, and that's it. So mm-hmm. I'm always in my jewelry box every single day, and I told my husband I'm going to save it. And Anyway, the weird thing is I always had a watch that I wore for timing at work. I needed to have it specifically. So I get up one morning a couple weeks later, and my watch battery's dead. No big deal. You know, your watch battery dies. So I asked my husband, gee, can you pick up another one when you're at the store? Sure. He fixes my watch. The next night I get up, the watch battery died again. I thought, okay, something's not, you know, something's a little funky. So the third morning I wake up, and there on top of my bureau, on top of my jewelry box, is the earring sitting on top of the jewelry box. And I was like, and I knew as soon as I saw it, right? So I'm screaming to tell my husband to come over and look. And he's like, you probably put that on top of the, you know, you don't even know. You probably didn't even put away the other one. And I said, no, 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 no. So I opened it up, took the other one out of my jewelry box, so then I had the set again. Right. So you explain so, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's teleportation, and that's uh, you know that's a common sign of uh, paranormal activity. It happens at a lot of houses. Uh, it's one of the signs you look for, where objects uh, disappear and then reappear in different locations and so forth. But that one was a huge distance, and uh, that it happened. Uh, I have uh, a set of coins uh, I got from the UK that were. Uh, teleported during a seance uh, back in the uh, right after first world war, I believe it was. I got the story somewhere, but during the seance, the uh, the coins came down. They were making contact with one of the peoples at the uh, circles, uh, and she was trying to reach her brother who had died in the war. And uh, the coins came down, and it was. There was seven coins and they, that appeared during that night, and all of them were the same date from uh, when he died in the war. So that's that kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, so, so there are so many cases of things that uh, showed up in, uh, that were before. And, and you know, it, it's, it's so, uh, you and I working together has been so, so interesting over the years. And uh, it seems like wherever we turn, there's always something new and something exciting. I, I even remember when we went to uh, sign with our uh, book agent down in Georgia. We went to Georgia, and uh, they, they, we went to a cemetery. We, we, that was part of our thing. We went to check out the cemetery, and uh, they sent the police force to go with us. Yeah, <laughs> All two of them. yeah I remember that. All two of them, right? So we, we were doing it. We did our thing looking for what we were looking for. And then all of a sudden, the, the police came up to us and said, uh, would you mind checking something else for a grave on the other side of the cemetery? And said, no. And you said, no. We, you know, I'd love to do it. So we went over there, and basically it was uh, the graves of two police officers who had died in, in uh, duty. And that the first one, you didn't pick up anything, or, you know, it was nothing there. Then the second one, 
you you really picked up on it. You remember that at all? Yeah, I remember something about feeling like um, pain in my stomach or my chest, and it felt burning. Right. Um, and yeah, I was he, getting this really bad burning sensation. Yeah, he was shot. Uh, it was in the belly, and, and he just shot in the belly, and that's uh, how he died. And uh, one of the other officers who was there said, yeah, that's what you would feel because it happened to him before, not in this, the same location, but that being shot. And... Uh, so the next day we got contacted by them and they came over and asked you to look at uh, a case they were working on. Right, exactly. Um, it was a case about, you know, they wondered, and I think it was more of a personal case, right? Um, that no, something no, it was a regular was case. Was it another one? Yeah, it was a regular case. You know, that there was someone that had died in a, a car accident where they perceived no. car, wasn't it? It was a perceived car accident. But perceived they car, well, that's what I'm saying. A yeah. perceived car accident, which they didn't believe was actually the case. And right. they were trying to find more information out about it. But the, the interesting thing was is that, um, and, and as far as you know, when you're doing dowsing, right, you know, even if you do dowsing and you don't know about it, but you, but that person, you know, has a lot of emotion based on it and you pick up on that, you could potentially mm-hmm. skew your results. Um, so... What we did is we actually asked them for the names of the people involved, and we shuffled up the papers, remember, mm-hmm. to see what would come out. And I think when it came out, he was a little taken aback because he thought that person was involved, too. But we didn't right. do and it you, there. You even, picked yeah. up, you even picked up on the, the, the accident itself and the, what had happened and the color of the, the truck and all that stuff, which he didn't give us any details, so... Yeah, that was that was interesting. So, I mean, we've always seems like wherever we go, we run into some type of an adventure or, or something to to happen. You know, it's like, I mean, I remember coming home, right? I I brought my ghost hunting equipment, so I left it in all a plastic bag and and I put it in my carry on, so that when I came in, I took the plastic bag out, put it in the tray with my belt and all the other stuff you're supposed to put in. And that when I arrived there, I had no problem. They saw it, they passed me through. On the way out, they stopped me pulled me aside i had to go see the tsa person i said oh jesus is gonna be th-. and we had a we had to go because we didn't have a seat or something i can't remember uh what they exactly but we i know we had to leave and uh but she pulled me aside and, and she says uh, what's all this stuff i said oh that's a thermal uh infrared thermometer this is this blah, 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 blah. and she says oh uh you know my house is haunted <laughs> so she's yeah, not she telling me all about, about a ghost ghost making her bed yeah, and all this stuff is like, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> it was so and it's, funny and it though. is, but but you know what? It's I I'm not a big believer in accidents, meaning um, occurrences that you meet certain people or certain events happen. Um, that I think a lot of times I always tell people when I do readings that it makes me feel sometimes like we're chess pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to say we don't have free will, but we're also sometimes if we don't listen, we get a kick in the pants. But other than that, I think that we're meant to meet certain people or we're in a certain location, let's say, for someone to be able to get an answer that might help them that they never, you know, they didn't think about before. Like that woman, oh, maybe she needed validation for that, you know? Yeah, but it's always so intriguing. And, and we, like I said, we've had so many cool adventures and, together and uh, uh you never know when they pop up. I mean, I remember coming back from uh, doing a, a radio show up at uh, America Stonehenge, and we were just driving down the road, and, and uh, you had yeah. picked up a hitchhiker. <laughs> yeah, spiritual and 
Um, not one you could see physically, let's say. Yeah. But that was, it was all so funny. I mean, we, like I said, you never know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. And, uh, it's the way it is. It's, it's so strange at times. But it makes it very, and actually, you know, it's funny because it makes it very interesting. Even my husband, who's not, you know, he tries to ignore what's really out there because it's safer. Um, like he'll basically make a comment when things happen and he'll just look at me like really did that just happen or did that person just say that to you or you know all these things that go on because he he sees it and he understands that he knows there's something out like you'll ask him and he'll say now he'll say well I know there's something on going on I just don't chase it like he doesn't want to be part of it cuz it it scares him you know so it's kind of comical you know I'm a medium and he's afraid of the dead so make yeah. a good pair <laughs> now, uh, people have asked before uh, about, you know, what do you do after investigation? Uh, you know, do you take any, I mean, how do you, first of all, heal yourself? Uh, because it does take a lot of, out of you when you do trans channeling. And uh, also, uh, you know, how do you, you know, continue your protection, I guess is a word. Um, for me, I'll basically, you know, depends on the investigation, right? If we go to one and it's mild, let's say, and we really didn't get a lot, I'm not too worried about it. I'll just do a quick, um, like I visualize energy and do a cleansing, uh, almost do Reiki on myself as well to try to give myself some energy. But if it's something that's a little bit more heavier, then I try to do a lot more protection, um, cleansing, sometimes holy water. I'll even bless my house because I feel like I might have brought something with me. Um, uh -huh. I try to anyway. Right. And I mean, uh, we've done that before on the way home. We've we've uh, uh, blessed the cars and stuff, I remember, a couple of times. Right. And we really don't have a lot of time to talk about it tonight. But um, Yeah, that was the bell, which means we've got about like two minutes left. I know. Well, when I brought that friend home, so maybe if I'm on another night, we'll talk about that. <laughs> brought that friend home for my husband. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it it's it's been a lot of fun and and we uh we are reliving a lot of those adventures by writing a second book so well a third book actually but uh uh it, it's kind of fun looking back on some of the, the the cool things we did some of the cool locations and everything else so it, it absolutely is yeah and that's one of the benefits ron you know to be honest like i've always said well it's great you know you get to spend the night in places that you never dreamed you'd be able to uh, absolutely it's just fantastic. So, I remember when I first started doing this, my wife thought I was nuts until she started seeing some of the cool places that uh, uh, houses walk and... us. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. just great. I mean, they conference rooms and uh, Masons, you know. you know, the Masons Hall. Oh, yeah, that was cool. A lot, a lot yeah. of different, really cool places. And I've uh, been doing this for, God, a long time now, so almost 20-some-odd oh. years, right? Okay. Whatever. I was going to say, so, I mean, anyway. spent over 15, so. So, Maureen, I want to thank you. It's been a blast, uh, you know, chatting with you about the past and uh, some of our adventures, and uh, we've got to wrap it up now. So, All right. So, uh, thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. Yep. So, anyways, tune in next next week. And, uh, oh, by the way, um, if you want to check out any events that, uh, classes that Maureen are doing, check out the website, neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Have a good night, and God bless. Good night, and God bless.
from ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.